This podcast is sponsored by O's. O's is a premium disposable vape product made with the highest pharmaceutical grade quality ingredients and comes in 12 delicious flavors like velvet tobacco, sweet apple, strawberry banana, grape ice, lemon tart, mango, and so many more. Right now, O's is offering all of my listeners 50% off their orders. So head on over to letsos.com and use my promo code HARMONY for 50% off your order. With O's, you'll look forward to your moment of zen. This episode is sponsored by Doom and Groom. Doom and Groom are a craft hair, skin, beard, and tattoo care company based in Denver, Colorado. Their oils, balms, butters, and pomades are great for use from head to toe, keeping your hair and skin healthy and hydrated. All of their products are unisex, dye-free, chemical-free, plastic-free, and organic. Head on over to doomandgroom.net and use my code HARMONYDOOM for 10% off your purchase. Once again, that is doomandgroom.net, promo code HARMONYDOOM. Yellow crime scene tape surrounded the gates of this high-rise in River Oaks where veterinarian Dr. Valerie McDaniel took her life this morning by jumping from the building onto a courtyard. Police do not suspect foul play. There was nobody home. Uh, it was a reporty. It was someone that, that either worked at the inside the apartment complex or condominium complex, and they reported to police that there was a, a body laying out there. They didn't know if she was asleep or what until the officers came out and found her. The Harris County District Attorney's Office says her fingerprints helped positively identify her this afternoon. Just two weeks ago, she walked out of jail free on bond. She and live-in boyfriend Leon Jacob are charged with soliciting capital murder. They were accused of plotting to kill her ex-husband and Jacob's ex-girlfriend. KPRC2 has learned that Jacob has been told of the death and asked to attend her funeral. Dr. McDaniel was expected back in court tomorrow. Hey guys, what's up and welcome to this episode of What the Actual F. My name's Harmony, and if this is your first time tuning in, welcome to the show. You're probably wondering what this show is all about. Well, to answer that question, so am I. Once I figure that out, I'll let you know. But you can stick around and check out what this episode has to offer. Before we can begin the episode, I've got a question for you. That's right, this episode is interactive. I want you to look back at your dating history. Raise your hand if you have an ex that you don't like. I bet several of you have your hands up right now. It's no secret, many of us do not like some of our exes. But how far would you be willing to go to get rid of an ex? Do you not like one of your exes enough to kill them? If your names are Valerie McDaniel or Leon Jacob, the answer is yes. Hey, it's Valerie McDaniel. It's March 15th, uh, 2017. I'm sitting outside. I wanted to take time and tell my story from the beginning. Try not to judge me. Valerie McDaniel knew that she had been found out. Detectives had recently arrested the prominent Houston veterinarian and her boyfriend, Leon Jacob. This was done after the pair were accused of trying to hire a hitman to kill both of their exes. With the couple now facing the possibility of spending time behind bars, things were becoming very real and very scary for Valerie. While out on bail but still facing solicitation of capital murder charges, Valerie wrote down her final wishes and recorded her final words on her iPad. In these messages, she says that she has two great loves in her life. I have my daughter, and I have Leon. 
She also confesses a very dark secret. In her final recording, she states, I never wanted to hurt anyone. This case may have you wondering, are your exes coming after you? Or are you just paranoid? I never wanted to hurt anyone. I hate the idea that everybody thinks I'm a monster. As I mentioned, Valerie was a prominent veterinarian. She did very well for herself and ended up moving into a two-bedroom condo at a luxury high-rise in a wealthy Houston neighborhood known as River Oaks. When she wasn't treating animals at the veterinarian clinic that she owned, friends and colleagues stated that she spent her weekends on Tiki Island near Galveston. Valerie enjoyed Tiki Island so much, she ended up having a beach home out there where she would regularly bring her friends to. Valerie had been married to her business partner, Marion, or Mac McDaniel, but the two ended up getting divorced after 17 years and agreed to share custody of their now 9-year-old daughter. Although the two may have agreed, although it seemed that the two were getting along for the sake of their daughter, friends did note that Valerie would often say when she was married, she was miserable and felt that her husband was never around. According to many that worked with Valerie at the clinic, while the two were married, Mac would send Valerie harassing messages, leaving her crying afterwards. It seemed as though Valerie was extremely unhappy. That was until she was introduced to Leon Jacob. Leon was the son of her neighbor and a divorce attorney who was nine years her junior. In Valerie's own words, she states that, I was completely turned off immediately by his attitude. I was drawn to him, but disgusted at the same time. This was found in her audio recordings that she left before she took her life. However, it seems that Leon won her over eventually. Valerie even went on to share their very first sexual encounter. It was like a movie moment. It was the most passionate, romantic moment in my life. Leon ended up moving into her condo and the two began living together in early 2017. In an interview, Leon said that they would cook together, shared bank accounts, and even told people around them that they were planning on getting married. It seemed as though the two had found their dream partner. They were happy and completely in love. But on March 27th, Valerie chose to take her own life. According to Leon, this was just as much of a shock to him as it was to everyone else around her. In his words, quote, there was nothing wrong. However, according to some of Valerie's friends, they said they always had a bad feeling about Leon from the beginning. A longtime friend of Valerie's, Maggie Whitley, told 2020 in a previous interview, he was very arrogant and full of himself. I've just never seen anything quite like that. I got a pretty strong intuition about people, and I did not feel good about it, and I let her know that. So it was apparent that Valerie's friends weren't very fond of Leon. Let's go ahead and take a little look at Leon, and let's see what your opinion is. Valerie was an amazing human being. She had a light with, within her. I felt honored to have her as my friend. She was so successful and so beautiful and funny and intelligent. So it turns out that Leon's past relationships were a bit toxic, including the one he had with his ex-wife, Annie Jacob. According to Leon, the relationship that he had with Annie was one filled with many highs and many lows. In his own words, he said that, We would fight, 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 love, love, love. Fight, 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 and love, love, love. Yeah, that's, that's a direct quote from the man himself. 
He also went on to state that it was one of those relationships that people are like, God, they're crazy, but they're their kind of crazy, and we just love that. Now everyone else may have loved their kind of crazy, but Annie didn't, and after 11 years of marriage, she filed for divorce in 2013. But not just that, later she would press charges against him for aggravated stalking and intimidation. I want you to take note of that because this becomes a common theme when it comes to Leon. According to court documents, he made calls, sent text, and emails threatening to inflict bodily harm on Annie. Again, take note of that. However, according to Leon, this was all completely blown out of proportion. Of course it was, of course it was. Leon says he did end up pleading guilty to attempted cyber harassment. However, according to him, Annie went a little overboard on her complaints about him. I'm sure she did, Leon. I'm sure she did. He did end up serving probation for cyberstalking and a few other charges that were altogether dismissed. Now let's put a pin in his love life to discuss his professional one, as it seems as though that one had ups and downs as well. In 2005, Leon graduated from medical school on the Caribbean island of Granada. Afterwards, he had surgical training in a series of residency programs at different hospitals. He never ended up receiving a medical license and was let go from his last program in Texas. Leon would then move to Ohio and enter another residency program there. According to a superior in this program, he lied about patient care following surgery and lacked the medical knowledge that he needed to know overall. This eventually led to him being terminated from that program as well. In 2012, Leon was arrested for allegedly burglarizing a home of a hospital administrator in Ohio. Maybe somebody that he was upset at? Hmm, I don't know. He did plead guilty to criminal trespassing in the long run. By 2016, Leon was in financial struggles. This is when Leon ended up filing for bankruptcy. He had also moved back to Houston and began dating a woman by the name of Megan. This brings us to January of 2017. Police were called out to the home of Megan and Leon after an incident had occurred. According to Megan, during an argument, Leon grabbed her face with enough force to hurt her lip. Also, according to the police report filed in this incident, Leon admitted to putting his hands over her mouth. However, Leon recalls things completely different. Because, of course he does. Quote, I didn't put my hand on her physically. I never touched her and subsequently that charge has been dropped because there was no evidence. And yes, I made him sound smug when I was reading his quote. Because, I mean, he literally admitted to police that he put his hands on her. But now, in an interview, no, no, that never happened. I'm right, they're wrong. So anyways, I don't know what your opinion of Leon is so far, but mine, it's not shaping up to be a fantastic one. And if yours is still kind of in the air, just give it some time. Because he gets worse. Now the assault charge was eventually dropped. However, in February of 2017, Leon was charged with stalking. That's right, he was stalking Megan at her workplace after she had ended their relationship. That's right, Megan was like, you know what, I've had enough, I don't want to deal with your craziness, it's not my kind of crazy that I find cute, and we're done. But. Leon wasn't. 
Leon did admit in a later interview that he did sort of keep on pursuing her for a little bit after she told him it was over. And that during one of these episodes where he was pursuing her, he was just like waiting for her and police happened to come along and charge him with stalking. But he definitely wasn't stalking her. No, they got it all wrong. Oh, and another thing, during this whole him just waiting around her workplace because, you know, he just wants to talk to her, he was also already living with Valerie McDaniel. Yeah, so he's in a whole ass relationship with Valerie while stalking his ex, Megan. But again, everybody else has it wrong. It's not what it looks like, according to Leon. So I don't know what you're thinking and what your take is on Leon currently, but my personal opinion is the guy is bad news. And from here, it only gets worse. Uh, the spotlight, it's very embarrassing what's happening to me and the situation I find myself in. Mm -hmm. um, however innocent I tell people I am, I can't disclose why I'm innocent because I have a trial to go through, but at least this might alleviate some of the media pressure of getting to know me. Now here we are. Leon is now facing stalking charges against his ex, Megan. And we already know that he's had a hard time in his business and professional field. So how bad would it be if he was convicted of stalking? Well, it could jeopardize him ever getting a license to practice medicine at all. This is where, according to authorities, Leon allegedly came up with a plot to make Megan disappear. And if Megan were gone, the stalking charges would be dropped. So authorities say that Leon gave $5,000, two Cartier watches, and a laptop to a former U.S. Army sergeant and Purple Heart recipient who went by the alias Zach. He gave him all of that as payment for a hit that he was putting out on Megan. Authorities then say that this Zach did take the money, but he didn't do what he was asked to. Nope, instead he kept everything and just ghosted him. Mm-hmm, that's right. It's not just now in your dating life you have to worry about getting ghosted. Nope, when you hire a hitman, they might ghost you too. I'm kidding, I hope nobody out there is actually hiring any hitman. But that's exactly what Zach did to Leon. He just disappeared and took his payment and didn't follow through. Well, of course, Leon was freaking out and tried to find Zach. However, when he couldn't find him, this is when police say that Leon reached out to a bail bondsman. Not sure why, but that's what he did. This bail bondsman was Michael Kobush, or Kobush, I, I'm not actually sure how to say his last name. So he reached out to this bail bondsman in hopes that maybe he could locate this mysterious Zach. Michael had not only gotten Leon out of jail on bond after the stalking charge, but also put up the bond for Zach on an unrelated matter. So yeah, he knew him. He, as in Leon, told the bail bondsman, I paid Zach a lot of money to take care of a matter. Of course, Michael's like, take care of what? What are you talking about? What, what, do, you, what do you want him to do? He said, this is what Leon apparently told Michael, I want her out of the picture. Michael even went on to say that the way he talked to me felt like I was talking to Satan himself. 
So Michael, who was also a city council member in Houston, said that he immediately decided to call the police and contact them about what's going to happen, like the plan that Leon is hatching and to try to get Megan grabbed and taken to a safe house, you know, get her protected because it seems as though this guy really wants to, to do something to her. Police then end up tracking down Zach. Zach did admit to authorities that Leon hired him to kill Megan. However, as we know, he didn't follow through, but he kept everything that Leon gave him. This is when authorities convince Zach to cooperate with them on their investigation. With police now involved, they instruct him on what to do and what to say. Zach then calls Leon and the following storyline is provided by police. Zach apparently tells Leon that he had outsourced the hit job to another hitman. This new so-called hitman was actually an undercover police officer named Javier. Now, police used Javier in order to get Zach out of the picture because if they had an undercover police officer, they could get evidence, you know, record conversations and video of everything, making their case ironclad. Now, as Zach is on the phone with Leon telling him about this new hitman, Leon says, hey, Wait, can we add another person to the hit list? Yep, while on the phone with Zach, Leon says, are they going to take care of both issues? Both issues being his now girlfriend, Valerie McDaniel's ex as well, not just Megan. That's right, this is when police say that this is first revealed to them that a second hit was requested one that would target Valerie's ex-husband, Mac McDaniel. Now you guys remember Javier, the undercover police officer. He says that upon hearing this second hit request, he was absolutely shocked. He was so shocked to learn that Valerie, Leon's girlfriend, wanted to be involved. But just how involved was Valerie, really? I'll let you be the judge. March 25th, it's been a few days. I, I hope I don't repeat myself. Zach told me later that he was going to try to help me, that he would try to get Mac to leave me alone. And uh, at the same time, he was, he was working to try to get Megan to go back to Pittsburgh. It's weird, things... It wasn't like bam, bam, bam of progression. Things just gradually happened. There was talk all the time about this, and it just normalized things. It's so strange. It's hard to explain, but talking about somebody trying to, to quiet Mac and make him leave me alone just became like, oh, okay, that's, that's normal. <laughs> In retrospect, not so normal. And it just progressed. It's terrible. <laughs> and the one thing that I hope people know and I hope comes out is that at one point when I was talking to the officer, I said, can't you just talk to him and make him, change, make him be nice to me? And he cut me off real quickly and said, no, 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 no. He wasn't going to give me a chance to go to back down. I would have if he'd said that. I really would. 
I didn't want to hurt Mel. I could never do it. I'm so sorry about everything. I don't want to hurt anyone. Just me. Okay. Thank you for listening. Now, Leon, Valerie, Zach, and Javier all meet up at Olive Garden to finalize their plan. While they are all enjoying endless soup and salad, they are also getting the final details in the murder of Valerie and Leon's exes. Just, you know, hanging out, enjoying food, and, you know, casually discussing the murder of your ex. Nothing to see here. According to Javier, this was the first time he got to meet and read Leon. According to Javier, it was completely obvious how serious Leon was about killing Megan and Mac. Leon told me that he believed that Valerie's ex-husband was a really bad person. He mistreated Valerie, he was bringing a lot of pressure on Valerie by attempting to take their daughter away from her. That's at least what Javier had to say in an interview. According to authorities, at one point during the meal, Zach and Leon leave the table and step outside to have a cigarette. This left Valerie and Javier alone at the table. This is when he does in fact get Valerie to state that she wants Mac to be killed. She even tells him what kind of car he drives, where he can be found, where he lives, and gives him some pretty personal details so that Javier knows exactly where to find him. So this isn't just Leon's plan. Valerie absolutely is involved. Javier then tells Valerie, if you want that done, it's going to be another $10,000. Now, Valerie doesn't just have $10,000 laying around. Even though she is a veterinarian and a very prominent, well-loved and respected one in her community, she just doesn't have $10,000 laying around. So she says, absolutely but I'm gonna have to pay you in installments. But don't worry, it's going to be $10,000. Prosecutors say that Valerie had taken out a $1.2 million loan to buy out her ex-husband's share of the veterinarian clinic. Now this was all part of their divorce settlement, but this led to money being really tight for her at the time. Authorities, of course, went and got Mac McDaniel and tipped him off about the alleged hit. Mac decided to go ahead and work with authorities. He even agreed to pose for photos that would make it appear as though he had been murdered in a carjacking gone wrong. They even put a fake bullet wound on his head, had pictures of him slumped over the wheel of a car, dead. These photos of a allegedly dead Mac would be the photos that would show that the hit had followed through. Authorities even asked Leon's ex-girlfriend Megan to pose for similar photos as well. She agreed and was also photographed by officers as if she had been kidnapped. She was tied up to a chair with zip ties, binding her wrist and ankles with duct tape over her mouth. Now again, these photos were taken to prove to Leon and Valerie that the hit on Mac and Megan had been, you know, followed through, was done, they got what they wanted. Javier said that he called Leon to tell him that he had news for him. He said that Leon asked him to come over to Valerie McDaniel's condo, and upon arriving, Javier said she, Valerie, gave him a hug and a kiss on the cheek. And according to Javier, this was a little unusual. It was like she was thanking him because she knew exactly what he was going to say. So yeah, Valerie, she, she was happy. 
Now, after hearing from the hitman that Mac was gone, Javier says that I then asked Leon if he wanted to see a picture and he told me he did not want to see anything. However, he did still hand over $1,800 in cash to Javier. This was a partial payment for the job that he had done. Now later that same night, Javier got back in touch with Leon to tell him that Megan was now dead. This meant that Javier had officially followed through with both of the hits. establish an alibi that you know right away it's not him you know and then feigning that surprise it, it was all rehearsed in my opinion this whole charade by the way between leon and valerie having no idea that their exes have been harmed in any way this is oh my god this is so shocking well, that continued until officers showed up at Valerie McDaniel's condo after midnight to tell her that her ex-husband had in fact been found dead. And wouldn't you know it, Leon was surprisingly at the apartment at this time as well. And their acting skills are super. That was sarcasm, by the way, for those of you who aren't fluent. Now, the officers who are armed with body cams capture the couple's reaction to the news. Hence why I said their acting is just stupendous. You can easily do a quick Google search, by the way, and see this video. So according to police, the two seemed as though they were shocked over the news, you know, like the whole, oh my God, no, oh my God, I can't believe this happened. And Leon even offered up an alibi to their whereabouts unprovoked. That is a red flag. Because at this point, officers hadn't even asked him or them anything about where they were and what they had been doing. He just offered it. Sounds like a guilty conscience. Now, finally satisfied that they had all the evidence they needed, detectives arrested Valerie and Leon for solicitation of capital murder. Just before Valerie was taken into custody, officers allowed her to retrieve her daughter, who was asleep in her bedroom at the time. This is when she got to say goodbye and then hand her daughter off to her very much alive ex-husband who was waiting just outside in the hallway. Just three days after she was arrested, Valerie was released on a $50,000 bond. 
She then visited some friends, but mostly confined herself to her apartment. And this is when she began recording her final thoughts on her iPad. In one entry, she says, I didn't wake up one day and just say, hey, I want to kill my ex-husband. I didn't really want to do it. But prosecutors say that Valerie did want to go through with having her ex-husband killed and even confess to hiring the hitman after her arrest when she was with officers in the hallway of her condo. Apparently, the authorities and detectives on scene are saying to her that she has to speak up, they can't understand a nod, and then they ask her, you say you wanted to have your husband killed, correct? And she says, yes, that's what I wanted. However, a friend of Valerie's by the name of Maggie Whitley states that she doesn't believe that Valerie would have ever ordered a hit at all on Mac without Leon's influence. According to Maggie, during Leon and Valerie's roughly, I don't know, like eight weeks of dating, that's right, this is a real early relationship and they're killing. If you don't have that kind of commitment, don't come to me. I'm totally kidding. Now, according to Maggie, in this short amount of time, she only got to see Valerie one time. She also said that Valerie told her that there was a constant barrage of hatred from Leon about Valerie's ex-husband. So, Leon is doing the classic, you know, alienate from your friends. I'm not saying that Valerie didn't have her hand in this because she absolutely did. But you can definitely kind of get the feel and see that Leon is just, he's bad news. And unfortunately, he definitely sucked his claws into Valerie, who was already going through some shit, not saying that she would or wouldn't have done any of this on her own. But Leon definitely did not help the situation. Maggie even stated that she began receiving vulgar text from Valerie's phone that she believes were sent by Leon and not Valerie. And as we know, Leon has a history with sending people very harassing and vulgar messages, cyber-wise, or texting, emails, even showing up. So, I mean, it sounds like a Leon thing. A former colleague, Dr. Brittany King, that worked with Valerie said that Leon used to answer Valerie's phone for her. Dr. King says that Valerie wanted that love and attention and that he used this as a predatory way to somehow brainwash her. However, when you know, Leon says that this is simply untrue. He never kept Valerie from her friends and never harassed anybody. Because again, you know, he's such a good guy. In fact, he goes on to say that when you're first in a new relationship, you kind of isolate yourself with each other. Yeah, like we get it, honeymoon phase, but you should still have your own life. I don't know, it seems a little weird. Jonathan and Sian, we are learning brand new details all about this case, including some very interesting information about how the police actually managed to capture these two people who again are accused of wanting to pay big money to have their exes killed. Veterinarian Valerie McDaniel and her live-in boyfriend Leon Jacob facing serious charges right now after investigators say they plotted to kill McDaniel's ex-husband and Jacob's ex-girlfriend. It was determined that the defendant wanted the CI to ensure that the witness, the complainant uh, in the case, the stalking case, would be killed so she wouldn't testify. Now, according to the district attorney's office, the pair tried to hire an undercover Houston police officer who was posing as a hitman. The price, $10,000 a piece and two Cartier watches. 
Police then went to work getting the two targets to pose for photos, showing a realistic crime scene. One, a deadly carjacking, the other, a kidnapping with a victim available to be killed. Detectives say the photos were then used to convince Jacobs and McDaniel that the targets were dead. And when money finally exchanged hands, the two were then arrested. Leon was charged with two counts of solicitation of capital murder relating to his and Valerie's plot. Now, of course, in true Leon fashion, he pleaded not guilty. Because again, everybody just had it all wrong. During a jailhouse interview with 2020, he stated that all the details in this case were wrong and he denied all wrongdoing. He went on to say, I am innocent of these charges. I still maintain that throughout. Even adding, I find them to be atrocious in manner because I am not some monster that wanted my ex-girlfriend killed and her ex-husband. He added, I'm a healer by nature. Okay, Leon. Okay. Your past says something else. He also stated that he did not feel responsible for Valerie's suicide. Quote, that was a decision she made on her own. He did ask a judge if he was able to attend Valerie's funeral, but the request was denied. When Leon's trial began, his attorneys tried to argue that Leon in fact believed that he wasn't hiring a hitman. No, no, you guys got that wrong. He thought that he was actually hiring a private investigator to help him get back together with Megan. Yeah, you guys got it wrong. I didn't want her dead. I wanted her back. In so facto, I can't be guilty. After his own mother was called to testify in his defense, Leon himself took the stand. Now, prosecutors completely combated his claim that he loved Megan and never wanted to hurt her. They did this by playing recordings that he suggested killing her with an injection of potassium chloride. That's right, he obviously wanted very bad things to happen to her. He seemed unprepared while on the stand and when confronted with his various incriminating statements. Often his response would just be, uh, sure, if that's what you say. Oh, you guys remember those photos? Yeah, the photos that they took of Mac and Megan would also be used and shown in court. In the end, a jury would find Leon guilty of both counts of solicitation of capital murder. They did this after deliberating for less than two hours. He was then sentenced to life in prison and ordered to pay a fine. So get this, just moments after Leon's sentence was read, Megan took the stand to deliver a final send-off to her former boyfriend. In it, she says, you will never get to see your children grow up. You will not be a part of their lives and they will be better for it. Enjoy your life in prison. And what better way to send off the case of Valerie McDaniel and Leon Jacob? convinced me to leave my life I had in Pittsburgh, and you convinced me it was awful. You manipulated me to leave my family in the life I had. I believe everything happens for a reason. While you sit in jail, I hope you think of me, the girl that you called poor and uneducated, because it's because of me you will be in prison for life. You will never see your children grow up. You will not be a part of their lives, and they will be better for it. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode of What the Actual F. 
A case of two exes that were so unhappy with their ex-lovers, they thought, mm, why don't we just kill them? And apparently, the common theme in this podcast is the answer to your problems is murder. So as long as people continue to kill one another, I'll continue to meet you guys here every week and tell you those tales. That sounds grim, but sadly, this is the world we live in. Stay safe, guys, and I'll talk to you on the next episode of What the Actual F.